Welcome to the Liberty Tree, podcasting from Family Life Church in Swanee, Georgia. In the big rock candy mountains, the jails are made of tin, and you can walk right out again as soon as you are in. There ain't no short handle shovels, no axes, saws, or picks. I'm a going to stay where you sleep all day, where they hung the Turk that invented work in the big rock candy mountains. I don't even know what to sing right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you've sung on every podcast since we've done That's one. That's right. I know. All That's right, okay, so, though. Ah, so I was going to do Hank Williams, Hey, Good Looking, but after the previous conversation, <laughs> I right, wasn't well, really in the mood. So it's, it's, epi- it's, it's episode 11 of The Liberty Tree, which, wow, episode 11. So I, got, I have a full confession to make to you guys because I see Zach is wearing his uh, Atlanta United football club shirt. So we've always had these discussions off, you know, uh, off air so to speak, of, uh, you know, gridiron American football versus European football, soccer, or, you know, however, you know, you call it football over there, we call it soccer here, which, but we've always had these discussions as far as like, which is a better spectator sport, and clearly the entire world loves soccer, you know, but uh, I have to say, for all my protestations, as far as American football, maybe not being a better sport, but being a better spectator sport, I always said that you had to have some personal understanding of soccer to really, you know, get in there. Well, I've, I've, the switch has been flipped for me, I have to admit, but it came from a very unlikely place. <laughs> There's like one of those $5 PlayStation download games <laughs> called, <laughs> called Rocket League where you drive a car on a soccer field and you're trying to drive your car to get to kick the ball or to like, like bumper the ball in. And, you know, I don't – I don't get to play a lot of video games. I do every once in a while, but I'm not the kind of person that like throws a controller or yells at the screen. I just, I mean, I, I don't get that way. And I've been playing this Rocket League game, and I mean, I have gotten very heavily emotionally invested in it. And now it makes me want to go. I want to go to a Atlanta United FC game. Hey, if you go to United yeah. FC game, you love it. Yeah, yeah. like fifty-five thousand yeah. plus. Right, right. but it's sell I, it. We've but, been to the first two home first games, two. but, but I know, and they were awesome. But I now understand because I always sort of had this position before of like, yeah, so they almost score and then they don't, and then they kick it down the field the other way and they almost score and then they don't, and you know, it's just like how much of that can you take? But now that I've played this stupid video game. And seeing how close I've gotten so many times and just been like, I'm, I now I want to go see it real. I want well, to well, go see it for real. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but I now well, I now have that desire in my heart. I want to go. Well, see if it yeah, maybe we can go together yeah. sometime. Yeah. But yeah, but just so you know, you got to go where there's a good atmosphere. Of course, I yeah. know. But I, I mean, you know yeah. what I mean? Because and I, and if you I'm, watch a soccer game like back home in the lower leagues, you've got like three or four hundred coming. Yeah, you know what I mean? The atmosphere is not really there. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah. when there's 40,000 plus or right. 50,000, and, and, and it's a big And I never doubted difference. that for a minute. I mean, I right. never doubt. I mean, how, you can't have, whether it's a rock concert or a football game or a soccer game or whatever, you can't, you can't have 40, 50, 60,000 people together all screaming and not get invested into it. I mean, I've never doubted yeah. that for one second. Funny but, you say yeah. about that game. You ever yeah. watch that program, Top Gear? Yeah, I've seen it, sure. You know, they did something yeah. like that. They took cars, yeah. put them on a soccer pitch, right. and they had a giant ball, right. and they had goals set up, so they'd drive the car yeah. to well, try and get it in the and, goal. And I don't know with this game if the cars are real size and the ball is giant and the goal is giant, or if it's little cars and a regular <laughs> size ball, because I mean, you can't really know the scale. All I know is it's they, got a, they did a really good job of getting the mechanics of driving the car, 
and the ball really moves really well, so you can really get it like a play going. But I, I got to say, like I said, I'm 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 hooked. I don't know. Hey, I, it's weird. Good. It's weird that it came from a source that I didn't think it was going to come from. But I'm hooked. There's three three things that stand out to me already uh, from the two games that uh, we've been to. The first game, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm a college football nut. I'm right. a baseball nut. Uh, I'm a pro football nut. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I, yeah. and, and that's just what I was brought up with. What yeah. I grew up with. Um, I have never been to i'm a wrestling nut i've never been to a live you're alone there by the way but go ahead Sorry. is that is that where all the Woo! Comes from? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> all right all right okay, i sorry. was wondering what that was yeah. what you gonna do right. you know yeah uh, and i've never been to a live sporting event where you know tens of thousands of people it's kind of that rush kind of rumble or that kind of uh, you know kind of noise crowd noise from kind of static to immediate like bomb going off right when when in the first game when Yamil Assad scored that goal the first goal yeah. for Atlanta United history right. and Bobby Dodd went absolutely upside down right like, like it was one of the like I wasn't I don't even think I was prepared for it right it like caught you off guard almost right and I looked down and we were just above the supporters section and for those of you who know Abla soccer culture yeah um uh, the supporters section is the area where all the diehards are at where it's like general admission Everybody's standing the whole time, and it, they're the ones that are trying to lead the chants and lead the stuff, you know, of the match and the rest of the stadium. Right. And so I look down, and I'm seeing like all kinds of liquid flying into the air. All right. When that goal went, like everybody like must have been holding on to their drink, yeah. whatever, their and seven, it just their seven dollar beer goes flying right. Was like like <laughs> waiting for the moment, and and you know it wasn't you know you know yeah. meant to be that way. It was just that sh- that moment of. You know, explosion. Whatever was in my hand has yeah. just now been released. Phones. Well, it's like, <laughs> you know, you know wallets. Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Hats, kids, kids, baby. It was, it, was like, <laughs> it was like a pinata exploded, and yeah. whatever was in your hand just just went everywhere. That's the thing with soccer, football. Yeah. We call it like yeah. you know, a lot of times there's nothing much happening. They're passing the ball around, but a quick instant, two or three passes, boom, it's a goal, right. and it just happens quickly. That's you know thing. what I mean. I mean yeah, and that's the thing. It's like. You know, I've been to a hockey game before. It was like I went down to get my Coca-Cola, and by the time I'd come back up, like somebody had scored a goal, and it was like, what, what, what? Wait a minute. I, I have the hardest time with hockey. Well, because it moves so fast. Well, and that's the thing, and I can right. never find the puck. It was like, right. oh, I'll, yeah. watching it on TV, well, have, like, where's the puck? Have you ever seen a hockey highlight that wasn't in slow motion? Good point. You know? I mean, they, mm. they, unless it's maybe somebody getting, like, checked with a, you know. But but it's because, it's. I mean, again, it's got to be incredibly difficult to play. You're You're on a – you know, you're you're on the fastest surf playing surface in the world. You're on a little thin piece of metal that you're balancing yourself on, and you've got this hard rubber disc that's moving around at 150 miles an hour, or whatever. I mean, so my respect for the, you know, hockey athlete is phenomenal. I they, it's, it's it must be so incredibly difficult to play, and then to play at that kind of level where everybody's so good. But as far as being a spectator goes, I've been to a couple of hockey games, and you know the fights were interesting. But I just I I, I having never played it. Right. I couldn't really mm-hmm. get it. And then, but then, like, that's why that always been my argument for baseball and American gridiron football. You can have never played a single organized game of either one, learn the rules, and then watch as the action unfolds because they pitch the ball, then they stop and reset, then they pitch it again. Either he hits it or he doesn't. Or with football, you have it down and you see how far they get, and then you reset and you do it again. So, as a spectator, it's very easy to follow the action. You know, very easy to see. And, and basketball moves really fast as far as, like, it, the clock doesn't really stop and they don't really reset. But 
it moves at a pace where you can kind of see what's happening. So you got that as well. But I think with, with hockey, it moves so fast, it's hard to see. And unless you kind of have this appreciation for, well, I've played hockey. I know how hard it is to do. Mm. So I want to see how these guys do. But as me, who's never played it, it was just kind of hard to, to get into. Mm-hmm. And I always kind of felt that way, a similar way about soccer was that, well, I've never played it. So I don't have that appreciation for how hard it was to do that, you know, awesome pass or, or how close that, that he was to making that goal. But, you know, I mean, I, I can kind of get it. But but now now they're playing my silly Rocket League game, which I've now <laughs> plugged three times. <laughs> but, but, you know. But, the the but, second match, yeah. like, but, and then now is, like, yeah. like the build up to the goal. Right. Like when all of a sudden your team has the ball on the other side of the field and is running and right. they're passing back and forth to go to the goal, there was, like, that rush of the crowd, like that, right. oh, then, like everybody then, starts, you know. And then that thing happens where they don't, get it or whatever to like, it. and oh. it's like oh it's so you know, and everybody yeah, was yeah. standing yeah. yeah everybody was standing even the second game we took the kids right took liam yeah the whole and, stadium and yeah. he took it must have been son. a good luck charm that's why and won, i right? had to hold we had to hold them the whole time yeah the whole time they were saying i remember reading something saying that that's new Stand especially up. for mls where the whole the whole stadium standing for the entire right. match usually that's a supporter section thing right. the other two things that stood out was um uh like the the two chants that happened and, and the whole kind of stadium got into it that was cool it was like the the atl viking uh chant uh, that was kind of cool and then the the call and response atlanta united chant and it was i don't know if you saw it but when that broke out where the supporters yelled atlanta and then the whole rest of the stadium yelled united like bobby dodd was like shaking right and the players were kind of they were doing good but when it got going you kind of looked on the field and on the, excuse me, on the pitch, and in the players all of a sudden are running faster and yeah. are more deliberate in their movement. Right. And then, and while we were doing that, they scored another goal, mm-hmm. and, and it was like we, they're saying, okay, now they're feeding off of us, and it fed into the fa- the, the, and it was just bonkers. Well, Bobby Dodd got its well, well deserved and well long overdue well, baptism I, I in red and black. John, I just want to say, John, you win. Okay, oh. you win. All right, you, welcome you, to you, the real world. You, 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 you got, you got me. You win. I'm, I'm. You know, hey, here's my sword. Break it over your knee. Dee. Whatever. So. Welcome, welcome to the real oh. world. Uh, yeah, I'm glad your eyes are open. <laughs> they are. See, you're set free. That's right. That's what well, we and, like to and, talk about and, on the podcast. Say, right? and, and speaking of being set free, let's talk about being set free in a way that is infinitely better than being set. Of course. The world of soccer. <laughs> of course. And that's the freedom that we have in Jesus of course. Christ. Amen. Awesome. We're going to so. jump right into what we plugged on the last episode, the welcome to On the Road to Emmaus or The Road to Emmaus or just Road to Emmaus <laughs> series, whatever we end up uh, calling it. Uh, and we're going to start in Genesis and we're just going to start walking through it. So by all means, if there's a place where you want to stop and kind of marinate it or comment or whatever, by all that's means. Right. That's right. And excuse me for the breaks there. I, I guzzled yeah. coffee and uh, I know you're choking on it. Looked like it's about to come out your nose. So. I, I'm, I'm trying to have some kind of you know yeah. etiquette and not you know that's yeah. uh, intern making it too hot again. You know, I know. Bah, you know, start burping yeah. ABCs over well, we, the. We have to have like a, a a listenership contest to see if we can't you know hire new interns. So, you know, <laughs> or, uh, a, a video or at least maybe uh, a contest to see like you know send in your your names what we should name our intern so instead yeah. of not just. Be a good keep idea. Interny McIntern face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we can get past hey you. Hey you. <laughs> okay. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 reads, Then God said, Let us make let us make man in our image after our likeness. And some notes I had down for that was 
The us in the Trinity includes Jesus, the word as in John 1 was present here in creation. Man in our image seems to point that more than Christ is human, man is in human as in an image of Christ who was human in the divine sense and human, uh, human sense before man was. This is why Jesus is our perfect human substitute on the cross, 100% human, 100% God. And the New Testament verse that ties into that was Colossians 1.14. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Um, and then John 1, of course, says, you know, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and he's, he's referring to Christ. And so uh, what jumped out to me from this verse is right away, pretty early in Genesis, we're, we're getting that, you know, presence of Christ I mean, there. Yeah, it's right there at the beginning, right there. And it's one of those things that you don't, I guess it's easy to sort of, when you're sort of reading that story of creation, it's easy to sort of miss that point, I think. And I don't mean that in a, a bad way, like, you know, our, it, it, that you, 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 you missed it, and you can't understand it, but it's just, there's a lot going on there as far as you're thinking about the world being brought into creation. But it really does, as we look at it from this perspective, there is, you know, a, a, a lead in to Christ. Yeah. We, oh, over, yeah. we overlook it. You yeah. overlook that stuff, you know, because like you said, you're all you're you're thinking yeah. about how the world came, right? To sure, you know, it's just overlooked. Well, and there's so much. We have so many questions. I think about how this world that we live in came to be. Like you know, it just it's sort of mind blowing to think about, you know, God creating the universe, creating the world, and you know, there's a tendency. I think when we read the early part of Genesis, especially the first chapter, that kind of focus on that because it raises so many questions and your mind, your imagination starts to, to, to go places about thinking, what must it have been like to, what if you could have been there to see it or what was it like or how, how fast did it happen or all those, all those questions. We, and we, we kind of touched on, we talked about this, the science episode, you know, yeah, yeah, about, yeah. You know but, but, yeah. but there's another probably even more important aspect right here because as much as we wonder about the creation of the world, you know, it's great that it's here but how does that even compare to the knowledge that Christ exists and that what that's really going to mean for our eternity, you know? The fact that, you know, even in, first, in John, the, the, the Gospel of John, where it says, you know, talking about, you know, in chapter 1 right away, it says, He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. It's like, I mean, He was right there. And what John 1 does is it effectively destroys uh, cults out there or offshoots or whatever you want to refer to them as, well, cults that twist Scripture, especially uh, uh, claim to be Christ-like and, or, or claim to be Christian, but try to say that Jesus was a created being like he had a beginning or, right. that, mm-hmm. or that he was just, you know, uh, uh, a, another... Um, like spirit brother um, mm-hmm. uh, of ours, or that he was an he was the like the little you know offspring of God, like God and someone else. I mean, there's all kinds of weird things out yeah. there. Like he was really Michael the archangel, and all these right. crazy anything that we can do to reject the idea that Jesus is God and the that, Son and everything and the one and only key. If they can, if they can take. If Jesus can be reportrayed to be, like you said, like just another angel or 
you know, or even a man or a prophet bestowed with certain things that other prophets might not have had, but still a prophet nonetheless, it, it, it basically gives control to these entities because now they say, well, this is what you really need to do if you want to have eternal salvation or, or, or a reward of some kind. When in fact, you have all the tools necessary to get your eternal salvation and your paradise without anybody else's help. It's right there in the Word of God, and it's right there in taking Jesus into your heart. Right. <clears throat> and, that, and, and, you know, and, and for entities out there, either intentionally or sometimes unintentionally, they don't want to give up that control or that power. You know, or they, they, you know, you spend a lot of effort and time building up an organization. You want to be able to reap the benefits of that some way. But really what it is is anything that at all detracts from what you just said, Zach, is, which is that Jesus is God and was there from the beginning as, as part of the Lord is anything else is, is, yeah. is wrong. Yeah, it um, says that scripture. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And it, that's the other yeah. part. Go. Yeah. No one no comes. To the no father. one comes to the Father but by me. But right. Me. But and then that just explains all these denominations. When you yeah. think about it, yeah, he is yeah. the way. Right. And right. the only way. Right. It, it, it's right there in Scripture. So they twist it. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and also, if if and look at what it's really attacking when you deny the one hundred percent, you know, God essence of Jesus Christ that He's one hundred percent God. If that's a way, then he's not our substitute on the cross. Uh, in the same aspect, if he's not 100% man, there goes our substitute on the cross. Mm-hmm. You, know, right. you know, we need a, a, a man representative on the cross dying in our place, and we have that in Christ. However, we also need, you know, a God. And that's what blows, that people don't, it, for me, what I, I sometimes often forget, God died. On the cross, God the Son, Jesus Christ, God you know, he died. It took the death of God the Son to atone for my for my sin. All right, and yep. that's like, wow, you know, yeah. it, 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 that's huge. It, it goes to that you know, God loves you so much that He would die for you. It's, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, he, yeah, he, you're he, right there, and yeah. it, it's, yeah. It is. It's. It's that huge. We don't. We don't realize how much God loves us, though, do we? No, you can't. Yeah. I don't you know think we I mean? ever will. No, I don't right. think we ever no. will until we get. Well, and it's. It's like we touched on in, on a previous episode. I mean, no matter how much, let's take take your child for example. No matter how much you love your child, God loves your child more than you do. Right. You could ever love mm-hmm. your child. And that's, he, he and, and, and and that's that's crazy to think about because I know my children. Yeah. I mean, I, I love them with what I feel like is everything I got. Mm. Yep. You know, and and there's nothing I wouldn't do for them. And yeah, you know, I just, but then just to think that it's it's overwhelming, but it's also reassuring at right. the same time because you know God is in a way better position to love them the right way than I could ever be. And I'm their father. I'm their earthly father. You know, but I'm, I mean, he, his, his love is so much more perfect than mine could ever be. And in some ways, like I said, you know, as my ego tries to get over that, my, my small little human ego tries to wrap my head around that, the, the Christian part of me is so reassured by that. And it's so comforting to know that, you know, that, 
that God loves my kids infinitely more than I ever could. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a good thing. It is mind blowing when you think yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and, that sure. he's, and he's got that infinite amount of love for each and every person that's ever lived or ever will live. That's how much love and power he's got is that you, you couldn't add up all the love he has just for that one little person that you or I would think is just some insignificant nobody, you know, <clears throat> or, or me. I'm just some insignificant nobody. And the love that he's got for me is boundless. And then he's got that boundless level for everyone that's ever existed. It's, you know, it's just, it's hard to wrap your head around. It sure is. You know, yep. and that how he created us to where the one thing that we would probably, I mean, that we would probably, uh, you know, that, that, you know, gut feeling love that you have for your child, the first moment you see your child, you know, right. that, that love that a parent has for a child, it, it, we were designed to feel that way. You know, I believe in a way where God communicates to us His love for us. Right. I love you so much right. that my son, yeah, that my I, that I will send my son to die for you. Right? It's like you know, yeah. my son go die for someone else. You're out of your mind. Right? You'll have to go over my dead body. Right? You know, kind of because, thing. And that's and that just shows our imperfection that we don't we as much as we love we don't have that kind of perfect true love for something the way that God loves us so perfectly that he's like, this is how much I love you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to take in comparison, what we're going to be speaking about later on in the podcast or another episode with Abraham and Isaac. Oh, I can't wait to get to that part. So chock full of it. Just imagine taking your son by the hand up a mountain. to, to sacrifice. The son sacrifice that was promised I don't get, to you. Yeah. I don't want to get right. too far yeah. ahead right. because yeah. we got you know we've got things well, before we, that. We but just, right. that love. That, just that love, yeah. you know, that's comparison with God's love. He sent His yeah. Son for a sacrifice for us. Yeah. And Abraham kind of you know that's yeah. where we see Christ. So, as you were saying, if you're seeing Christ in the creation, what other part, Zach, did you see in the scriptures in Genesis, just after creation, where we see Christ? Yeah. Uh, I, I guess another, if we still got time, another one that uh, that uh, really jumps out is Genesis 2. <laughs> we don't get that much further when we read Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, where it says, Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. You might be thinking, well, how does this point to Christ? Well, in, there's definitely several passages in the New Testament where it refers to um, Adam as a type of Christ in that, he is the old in like with the language of the old Adam versus the new Adam as death reigned through one man, life will reign through another. The, the new Adam referring to Jesus Christ, Romans five fourteen, uh, verse, excuse me for five. Yeah. Five fourteen. Our intern needs to get your cue cards. Come on, get a move on. <laughs> you are fired. Uh, yet death reigned. Fired, fired, fired. <laughs> uh, Romans 5 verse uh, 14 says, Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come, Christ. Right. And then 1 Corinthians fifteen forty five. Thus it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam becomes a life-giving spirit, um, meaning Christ. Mm-hmm. So it's... Uh, it, it's Christ. His his. We we even sin sin enters into our world through Adam, 
touches everything. Thanks a lot, Adam. <laughs> and and, and, and the, the funny thing is, I think I, 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 it's it, it it would have been any of us. Any of, of us course. would have would have uh, would have would have done the deed. Yeah. Um, and uh, the good news is is that. Th- just like the scripture says, just as how death reigned through creation through one man, life now reigns through yeah. I'm the sure, other one. I'm sure if it had been like Ben and Eve, I'd be like, yeah, give, give, <laughs> give, me, give me that apple. Give it here, give it here. And then God you just go, brought I, one? God would come along and be like, yeah. I'd be like, what apples? You know, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was hard. Them, yeah. I have them all hidden behind the bush yeah. or something. Yeah, just kind of kicking the yeah. cores back there, you know? And it didn't take Adam long to immediately no. go to like, up the level on right. sinning. You know, it was uh, the woman that you gave me. Yeah. Like, it's not my responsibility. See, it's blaming it's, on the women. It's yeah. God's responsibility. If you hadn't given me this, you know, woman, I wouldn't yeah. have eaten this fruit. Yeah, this woman that was like the greatest gift he ever got, and then the first thing, first sign of trouble, <laughs> he's like, this, you know, you sent her it's to her me. It's her fault. It's her yeah. fault. And it's like, you know, the, and the, the neat thing is, is that uh, there's nowhere in that passage where the serpent tempts Eve. Yeah. That there's nowhere in that passage where it says that Adam wasn't around. Uh, it, it, you know, if anything, people have suggested that he was there and he just kept his mouth shut. I always think of that scene mm. in the movie Jaws, you know, where the the shark has already attacked a couple of times and the whole beach is on alert. And then you see that fin going through the water and it's just those two kids with the fake fin and they come up out of the water and like the whole Coast Guard is around them and they got like rifles pointed at them. <laughs> and that one kid is so quick to throw his buddy under the bus. He starts pointing at him. He's like, he made me do it. He made me do <laughs> yeah. it. You know I mean? Like not even a moment's hesitation before he's chunking this kid under the bus. You know? <laughs> I know. Just put the blame on, well, I mean, that's just human nature sometimes yeah. too, oh, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, well, pass I mean, the buck. I mean, we call I, it. Adam got it started off right, I guess. That's right. You know? He was the first one to pass the buck. That's right. The whole snitches get stitches idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it, everyone can quote that, but when it's you know life and death or you in jail, it's uh, so easy yeah. to go. You know, uh, it was him. That's it's kind of like the scene on Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> yeah, he's pointing to him. <laughs> he was like, "Who's the dead man? Just hit me with a salt shaker." Yeah, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Harry's pointing at Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Him, See, Bass and the guys said that. Just, just put it on their tab. <laughs> See, Bass said that. Well. If that guy over there is sea bass, it's <laughs> like pointing to himself. Yeah. All right. As, Here, put these on there too. <laughs> yeah. As you can see on the Liberty Tree podcast, we enjoy our movies. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> yes, we do. Comedies are the, are the best. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber, by far, if I haven't said this before, to me is the funniest movie <laughs> of all time. It's a bold statement, especially when Caddyshack exists. I, I, yeah, I, I, for me, Dumb and Dumber, maybe it's yeah. just my time frame or whatever. It's just, no, it's really funny. It, oh. it is funny. Yeah, if you like comedies. Petey, you sold my dead bird to a blind kid? Not, uh, Lloyd, P- Petey didn't even have a head. <laughs> Speaking about comedies, they came out with that other, I don't know if it was a comedy or not, Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, I sat and watched that with my wife a while back, and she did not think it was funny. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Tina, you fat lord. Yeah. Your mom goes to college. I mean, yeah. I, I, once saw a bump, I once saw a bumper sticker that just said your mom goes to college with no other like. Just jealous that connota- chat with hot babes yeah. all day long. Well, it didn't have any other connotation to the movie at all. It just said your mom goes to college. There was no like silhouette of Napoleon Dynamite. It just, it just said that. And, I laughed all the way to wherever I was going. I mean, I yeah, still I think know. about it to this day. I remember him stuffing his tater tots in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> tater tots. Tater tots. The best yeah. part when he did his dad scene, you remember that part? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because well, he was so serious about it. Yeah, I know. So. 
I mean, he's yeah. just really, Lucky. really, really, imbe- <laughs> really impressive. Nerd can dance. What's yeah. up with this? Right. And the uncle threw the football and uh, yeah. Yeah. I bet I can throw a football in his mountains. Uncle Rico. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The meme a while back where he yeah. got drafted by the Cowboys or something. Yeah. Well, and you know, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, that poor Uncle Rico, I mean, he had his whole life ahead of him and just uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> ended up living in a van in the middle of Yeah, no. A Dodge van, by the way. Yeah. Um, it's like orange. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it was. That's right. Lucky. Remember that part? <laughs> anyway, sorry to chasing rabbit trails again. So, um, as you were saying, Zach? Yeah, Genesis 2. Oh, Genesis 2. So, yeah, old Adam, yeah. new Adam. That's right. Uh, and I'm trying to get my intern to pull up my notes a little bit better. Maybe I can get to them right here. Genesis, oh, so we went from Genesis chapter 7 to Genesis, or Genesis chapter verse two. chapter 2, verse 7, to Genesis chapter 2, verse 9. We read, uh, let's see, the Lord God made to spring up every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life was in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Uh, in the beginning and the end, the tree of life is present. Eden, rest, re, Eden restored courtesy of Christ. All life flows through him. I am the way, the truth, and the life. The tree of life, Christ, is the tree of, is the right. tree of Christ. John chapter 1, verse 4 says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And then Revelation chapter 22, verse 2 through the middle of the street of the city, also on either side of the river, the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. I think it's interesting that it was, Jesus is called life, the life. Oh, yeah. And then and it's referred the way, to as... the truth and the life. Right? right. Yep. And then we see referenced this tree of life, and it's in a weird way, it almost, yeah. you could almost say, well, tree of Christ. Yeah, and, and it, kind of, it kind of bookends the entire Bible. It's right there at the beginning, and it's present there at the yeah. end. And not to mention that Christ dies on a cross mm-hmm. made yeah. from a tree. That's right. And it, it, it's, you know, immediately all of a sudden, just, just to me, it's the, the work of Christ is already being, you know, flashed up in the scene in Genesis 2 yeah. right. before even per- sin has happened. Yeah, but it's all portrayed kind of there. Yeah, yeah, very good, very it's, good. It's Zach. like in, well, I guess last episode we talked about Indiana Jones movies, but it's like in Indiana Jones and Last Crusade when he's in the library and he starts seeing the clues, you know, and he starts realizing that, oh my goodness, I can find the, the mm-hmm. knight's tomb, what's right here, and it's like, you, you know, it was all the information was right there, but then when your eyes are opened, then it's like, oh. There it is, you know. They were looking for that X, yeah. and it was, or, or, or 10, and it was the floor the or, whole time. And it's it a ma- time. in a mad, 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 mad world, the big W in the palm tree, you know. That's a classic, <laughs> classic movie. I have a confession to make. I've never seen it. Uh, oh, Zach. It's, it's classic. Yeah, I mean, it's... Mel Brooks? Uh, no, I don't know who directed it. It came out in 65, and it's like... I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it had like every famous funny person... That was still alive in 1965. I mean, hmm. it's like Sid Caesar and Milton Berle and Jonathan Winters and Buddy Hackett and just—I mean—that just scratches the surface, you know. Uh, but it's just—and it's Classic weird. Movie. It's actually really long. It's a long movie. It's like three hours long, but it just gets like more absurd and funnier. And as it gets to the end, and it just gets builds this crescendo, and it's just crazy. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But the point is. You know, without giving too much away, they're all looking for a big W. And when they finally figure out what the big W is, it's like this light bulb goes off. And it's kind of, you know, kind of like what we've been talking about here with that 
when you have that, just that pow moment and it just hits you all at once. And, you know. and, and what anybody who's listening, if you're in the word, pray for the Holy Spirit to minister to you. That's right. To have that moment and be like, That's wow, right. I've never seen that before because you overlook the things. Like, oh, we yeah. Said, yeah. like we said about Adam, you overlook it. You oh, overlook yeah. it. You overlook it and you're looking for more of this story from Adam and Eve and all that stuff. But you overlook Christ and he's, he's there. But you're right, John. It's, it's you know, and it's through prayer I think that we stand the best chance of having mm-hmm. those relevatory moments. You know, oh yeah, right. Yeah, when we're when we're quiet and we're letting God speak to us in in His way, and open our hearts so that we can open our eyes. Oh that's yeah. right. Well, you that's know. how God speaks to us through His Word. Right. That's right. Don't take our word for it. Again, you know, read, take, absorb all this with an open Bible, not an open mind. You know, um, and who knows? Maybe you'll find passages in Genesis that we don't reference that will point you to Christ. Um, I will contend and, and argue that the Bible will never say something that it never meant to say. That's right. Uh, that it, it, to protect and guard yourself from uh, just making the Bible say whatever. But I also, at the same time, will encourage and and and, and guide and hopefully motivate you when reading the Bible to always ask yourself, where is Jesus? And what is he doing, or or where is Jesus, and, and what is this pointing to of his work, the person and work of Jesus Christ? Look for that. Look for that in Scripture, and you're not going to be far from what the message really is. That's right. And I think we've still got plenty more in Genesis to come of of signs that point to Christ. But we're going to pick up with those next time. And we're so glad that you're able to listen to us here on, on the Liberty Tree, and we hope that you. Find those blessings, and we hope that you have freedom through Christ, and we'll be back soon. Rock on. If you ever have any questions uh, for us on the podcast here, feel free to send us an email at thelibertytreepodcast at gmail.com. We'll be happy to answer any questions you have, or if there is a topic or something that you want us to discuss on the podcast, feel free to let us know. You can find us on Facebook, The Liberty Tree Podcast, if you're on Twitter, our Twitter handle is at LibertyTreeCast. And also, we are on the church website. There's an icon on the website that's a picture of our logo. Just click on that. And to get to that website, it's FamilyLifeChurchSwanee.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much. More to come later. sun went down and the jungle fire was burning down the track came a hobo hiking and he said boys i'm not turning i'm headed for a land that's far away beside the crystal fountains so come with me we'll go this was the liberty tree podcasting from family life church in swanee georgia